Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today, I love having my co-host, Juanita Wooden Radko on. She's been my best friend. Well, we just won't tell you how many years, but you go back through some of the past episodes, we do leave some hints for you. And I think last September, we had a really, or this September, we had a really special one. So if you go back, you might be able to figure out how long Juanita and I have been friends for. But she is an amazing BFF. She's an incredible person, and I am so happy to have her as the co-host of the Author to Authority podcast. Welcome, my friend. Thanks, Kim. I am so happy to be here with you. <laughs> you know, back when I started doing the, the podcast, um, you know, a lot of our episodes, I do them with guests, but I knew there was episodes that I wanted to do, you know, without guests, and I thought, oh, do I really just like want to stare into a camera and talk? And I do occasionally do that. There are a few episodes a year I do that. But I thought, oh, I don't really want to do this. Juanita, will you help me? <laughs> and of course, what do best friends do? They say, sure thing. <laughs> what time do you want me? <laughs> Not realizing what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on the last episode together, Juanita and I, um, we talked about, you know, what book does your client need to read? And, you know, the beginning of that episode, I talked about the fact that, you know, you and I had been texting back and forth about some ideas of what we wanted to do for November's episodes. And I had texted you one thing and you thought it was something else. So, you know, I thought of it from, you know, the point of view of, you know, you need to write a book because the book that your client needs to read is yours. Winita took it from the point of view of, you know, we should talk about really great books that we're reading that we think our clients and, and our audience here would love to listen to learn about and read. So I decided that, you know, instead of trying to figure out which one of us was right, because, well, we know the answer to that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> The, the, the answer we both say is me. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just do both episodes. So, you know, our last episode together, which was the first Tuesday of the month, um, you know, we talked about, you know, why do you need to write a book? And when you've written a book, what do you do with it now? How do you now use this book to, you know, to really reach um, your, your perfect target marketing client, and why a book is different than many other forms of marketing. So today, though, what we're going to do, and maybe we'll do this once a season, is Winita and I each have a book or two that we've been reading that I, I really think is going to 
uh, benefit our audience, benefit you as an audience reader, as an entrepreneur, as a professional speaker and coach. So Juanita, what was the book that you picked for today? I picked a classic of um, what I'd say of the self-improvement genre that this book that I have right now, I'm, I'm giving you, yeah, I'm vamp- ramping up to it. I just want to see this book that I am holding was printed in 1982. Ooh, we, so were <laughs> we are coming close to the 100 year anniversary of it. So the 90 year anniversary, actually. And it says, celebrating 70 years in print, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, and I thought you said 1982. I said 1982 was when this was published. It was originally published in 1936. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Math. I know. (laughs) What is she doing? What is she talking about? Well, I've had this book for not since 1982, but uh, actually um, early nineties. My father had given me his copy of it. And I misplaced it and I was kicking myself. And so how do you find something that you've lost? You buy a replacement for it, which is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a good thing, too, that I'd gotten a second copy because it got to the point. It was a paperback and was showing its age. His book might have been from 1936. since. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why do I say this is such a good book? The title might make you think it might sound a little cringy to people today because like it's it sounds a little manipulative Mm. but really it's not there's a lot of good truths about how to interact with people one of the things that I know it helped me with difficult clients time and time again I can think of a couple of instances where I reviewed his uh, section on dealing with difficult people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't think they're right at all. So what? <laughs> that Having that opinion, mm-hmm. the, um, you know where that gets you when <laughs> they don't think that you're right at all. And if you're the one willing to move, Mm-hmm. you're the one who's going to see the change happen. You're the one. So it was really antithetical to my, the way I wanted it to be. I didn't want that to be true, mm-hmm. but I thought, all right, I'm going to test it out and see if it works. And I'm no further behind than if it doesn't work out for me. Then when I did, I had a, slice of humble pie with uh, a little bit of ice cream on top and spoonful of sugar. (laughs) And then these clients who had been giving me toothache became some of my biggest fans. Mm. And I was like, what? This book is amazing. And it's been a little while since I read it. So this is back on my to read list and just going to see what nuggets I can get out of it again, because I think that a really good book can stand to be read over and over again. 
So that's, yeah. that's my uh, recommendation is that people get their updated version of how to win friends and influence people to lead you to success, no matter what job you want, no matter what your business is. You have to deal with other people at some point in your life. And if you don't like dealing with other people, read this book. It'll help you <laughs> deal with them in a way that makes the whole experience better. Well, the truth ma matter is no matter what business you're in, even the e-commerce business, you have to deal with people. So, you know, if you really don't like dealing with people, you might want to question being an entrepreneur. Maybe just become like this freelancer that you sit at home alone in your house and you only talk to people when you have to do a job. <laughs> and you still... You still have to talk to people. You still have to talk to people. If you, you know, you have to, there will be a time if you are purchasing things, if you ever need to purchase something, if you ever need to sell something, if you ever need to ask for help. Mm -hmm. all yep. of, and the answer is, when will that happen? Probably sometime today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So do you have a, a passage there? that you have marked that you kind of particularly like? I will find, this is my second copy, so it might take me a second to. Well, while you're doing All that. All right, I've got it. I've got oh, it. you've got it. Cool. Yep. Just quick. In, in this passage, Alfred Adler, the famous, the famous Viennese psychologist, wrote a book entitled What Life Should Mean to You. In that book, he says, it is the individual who is not interested in his fellow men who has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injuries to other, others. It is from such individuals that all human failures spring. You may read scores of erudite tomes on psychology. You may want to have your dictionary handy. <laughs> it is a vocabulary <laughs> jump for some of us. You may read scores of erudite tomes on psychology without coming across a statement more significant for you and for me. Adler's statement is so rich with meaning, I'm going to repeat it in italics. It is the individual who is not interested in his fellow men who has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injury to others. It is from among such individuals, all human failures spring. Wow. Yeah. That one's going to be spinning around my brain for a while. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what, what about to say. You? Well, I actually have two books I'm reading right now. So I thought I, I would go through both of them. So the first one is Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. Mm -hmm. And I really like this book because, first of all, he gives this great general overview of traffic. And, you know, you're not talking like cars, are you? You're talking about something else. Just what? to clarify. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, getting traffic to your business. So whether it's getting traffic to your social media, whether it's online ads, you know, it, it's more about getting traffic so people can see what it is that you do. And I like it because he comes at it from so many angles. He comes at it from, you know, three angles. There's the, um, you know, there's the traffic that you earn. So it's usually free, but it takes a lot of time. There's the traffic you pay for. Doesn't usually take a lot of time, but can cost you a lot of money. And then the third source of traffic is, you know, the connections you make and other people sending you traffic. So I like the book because he looks at it from all three angles. But, you know, he also in the beginning spends a lot of time laying a foundation about figuring out who your dream customer is. 
right? Because any form of marketing to be effective, you have to know who that dream customer is. And that's, you know, one of the foundations of author to authority. You know, your, your marketing is your foundation. Answers three questions, you know, who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you in relationship to those two? So I wanted just to read you a quick section here from who is your dream customer. And he's talking about your customers are becoming one of two things. Now you've identified which core desire your product or service is focused on. The next is next step to entering the conversation inside your customer's mind is to understand which direction they're moving. Every human being on this planet is always moving in one of two directions when they make a decision away from pain or towards pleasure, moving away from pain. The first direction that people can be moving in is away from pain. Let me show you a few examples of moving away from pain for each desire. So in terms of health, I'm overweight and I don't feel comfortable in my own clothes. Wealth, moving away from pain. I hate my job and want to fire my boss. Relationships, moving away from pain. I'm in a bad relationship and I don't know how to get out of it. Now, let's take those three examples again and do it as moving towards pleasure. Health, I want to get six-pack abs. Wealth, I want to buy my dream house or dream car. Relationships, I want more passion in my relationships. So I thought this was really kind of interesting. You know, when you look at this, and I, I have heard this before, is that, you know, in your marketing you know, which one is more effective, moving towards pleasure or moving away from pain? And I've heard many, many different um, perspectives on it, but most of the perspectives agree that in terms of, of marketing and that, moving away from pain is more powerful than moving towards pleasure. Interesting, because I would have said, oh, I know which way I want to think about it. I don't want to think about, I would rather think about moving towards pleasure in the example of the um, fitness. Mm -hmm. I want six pack, six pack. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want six pack abs. I was thinking, do I, <laughs> do I want what I have that honesty of what I've my, in my head, you know, do I want buns of steel? No, I want buns of cinnamon. I want, <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh. that's moving towards pleasure for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things he talks about, it's, it's more about what grabs more attention. Mm -hmm. So people do want to move towards pleasure, but they're more motivated to about moving away from pain. Okay. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like this book, because it just gets you thinking in such a different direction. You know, when you're creating your content, now it doesn't mean that everything that you create is about moving away from pain. Okay, so there's all sorts of different types of content. But just something it got me thinking about is, you know, what pain points do my clients have that I can be encouraging them to move away from, right? So, you know, when you're thinking about your clients, what pain points do they have that you can speak to? See, this is one of the things with being an authority is you understand your clients, you understand their pain points, you understand their problems, and you can speak to their problems. And I think that's a powerful thing in the business. When you can speak to a person's problem so powerfully that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you understand them. I get that. Okay. I remember selling sewing machines 
one of the first questions I'd ask after I'd uh, asked, found out what kind of sewing machine they were already working on, the one of the early questions I'd ask is, can you tell me three things that bug you about your current machine? Because what are three things that you don't like about the machine you're working on now? Because if you had no complaints, you wouldn't be looking, you wouldn't be in the sewing machine store. And my thought was, uh, I, I just found that that was a really rich answer because they'd say, oh, I hate winding the way you have to unthread the machine to wind a bobbin because I'm always doing that. I'm like, would you like to see how our machine works? And you leave the needle threaded and you just put it over here and oh, ta-da, separate bobbin winding motor. Pretty cool, huh? You just flip the switch back and then put the bobbin in there and you're back on the road sewing. And sometimes that's all I have to show them. And yeah, you know, the other because thing that, making buttonholes. That, that, <laughs> that's the pain point that's bothering them the most, right? The yeah. amount of wasted time. You know, it's not it's not that they have to do this to wind the bottom. It's the fact that they're in the middle of a project. They've got to stop and waste time to, you know, wind this bobbin so they can continue working. And sometimes when they rethread the machine they're you know, because often you get a machine that your first sewing machine is a hand me down machine from someone. So it's not got all of the advantages that newer machines have and rethreading it can be a challenge, especially if you're not a frequent sewer, you're like, oh, did I do this right? Did I miss a step? And often people would. And then if you miss a step, it wouldn't go through the right place. And then your tension would be thrown out of whack. And then you think, oh, this machine is a piece of junk. It's, it doesn't work. Yeah. I hate sewing. <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. was the, that was the, the progression, the, the <laughs> progression. And that's the, where the driving your mental train was driving to. I'm really liking the sound of this book, Kim. Just the thought exercise of, is this something where I'm moving away from pain or am I moving toward pleasure? I feel like personally, I want to move toward more, excuse me, more pleasure. <laughs> but moving away from pain is better. Is a pleasure in its own right, I suppose. <laughs> I, I think, you know, one of the things I thought about is the fact that, you know, many times you have to get people to move away from pain first before you can move them towards pleasure. Yes. Because if you try to move them towards pleasure and they've got this pain point, you know, this pain point's like this obstacle in front of their face that they can't see the pleasure. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you can move Absolutely. that pain point out of the way, now you're like, okay, this is out of the way. Now look where you're going. Yeah. It's like they can't even imagine that there's a better situation than the one they're currently in. Mm -hmm. It's like, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me going to the garden to eat worms. So <laughs> 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 oh, that's really an interesting book. Is that, um, what was the title again? Traffic secrets by russell brunson it is available on amazon but the best way is just to google the book because um, russell brunson is the head of click funnels mm -hmm. and so he's got a whole uh series of book.com secrets expert secrets traffic secrets and you know if you go to one of his websites you can get like all three books or whatever or the special deals or whatever if you go just to the um website so it says here on the back secrets trilogy.com 
Ah, trilogy.com. Oh boy. Do you have another book for us or do do you have more to tell us about that one? So this book here, Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subi. Um, I, I like this book and I don't like this book. Oh, it's very informative. It sends my brain spinning, but the language can be um, crude and a little beyond what I prefer. Spicy sentence enhancers. Okay. Yeah. This yeah, is I like trend. that. I like that. Spicy sentence enhancers. So, uh, but the, we're seeing, yeah. the knowledge shared in this book is incredible. And it, this is one of these books. I'm going to have to go back and read it again. There's just so much in it. I'm just, I'm almost through it the first time. I think, you know, I need to go back and read it again to really cement it and, you know, how now am I going to use it? Because the first time it's through, it's just like, okay, there's so many ideas and concepts, right? That you're just trying to get it all in. And now the second time through, it'll be like, okay, now I can put the game plan together to use this book. So on the back of the book, it says, warning, this book will flood your business with a torrential downpour of fires. What a great headline. So powerful content, make a statement like that. Of course, you have to be able to prove it's true. Can't make a statement because that's just clickbait if it's not true. But, um, you know, he does show you how to do that in this book. So there's this one part and it's closer to the end of the book here. And he talks about, remember, no one likes to be sold to, but everyone likes to buy. You want to get your prospects excited by solving a part of their problem on the call So at this point, you know, you've done your marketing, you've attracted them in, you know, you're on that phone call with them, right? Or at least making it very clear, you can help them solve it and leave them begging for more. It's like when you go to a fancy restaurant and the waiter brings you a delicious hors d'oeuvres, you know, one of those little appetizers or small starter dishes, you eat it, it's incredibly tasty. And then your digestive juices start going crazy and you order half the menu. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same principle here. You want to leave your prospects starving for the main course, which is your core offer. Ultimately, you want to leave your prospects better than when you found them, meaning regardless of whether or not they choose to buy, you want to deliver massive value and create goodwill. And when I was reading that, I was actually thinking about, you know, um, a conversation we'd had with our client on Monday night. And so I want you to talk about the law of reciprocity. The shortest version of the law of reciprocity is givers get. If Mm -hmm. you give someone a gift, they will be very appreciative, but they will also feel a compulsion, an impulse to give you something in return. Mm -hmm. So that's really beneficial to any person in business is if you're giving good information, value for the client, it turns back into revenue for you. You know, and I got thinking about that because, you know, people think, well, if I give them all, if I tell them all, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I tell them everything in my book, if I tell them all in the call, they're not going to use my products and services. The reverse is actually true. See, I do phone calls. I'll give away an hour of my time and I will answer any question anybody has about publishing. Now, some questions I can't fully answer because if you ask me how to format a book, first of all, that's hours of courses. But, yeah. you know, um, but, you know, I will give them some basics that they can start with. 
right? I give them the value. I don't hold anything back. And, you know, people come off of phone calls with me feeling like they've received something of value. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah, they've, they've never bought my products or services, but I've, I've helped them come up with the main themes for their book, sometimes even a title. And I'm not charged a cent. Now, my services, that's different. That I charge for. But my knowledge, I share freely. And that's very generous. Like, that was something... I, I feel there's a balance mm-hmm. when, you know, when I was uh, teaching sewing classes, I needed to generate income from those classes. Yes. But one of the things that my students got, one of the, the gifts, I had all the proper equipment. I had high-end sewing machines that they could work on. So I was giving in a different way. Mm-hmm. I often said that my what I have in my head is worth knowing. Yeah. And one of the things I would teach in a class, if you came to one of my classes, it wasn't just how to make a bag, a tote bag, but you'd learn how to use a rotary cutter, how to square off fabric so that your project doesn't get stretched and distorted over time. There were all of these bonus components bonus nuggets of knowledge that you'd get in the process but i know for a fact i know for a fact that people would come into your store and ask you questions and many times you would answer those questions now Mm -hmm. not in you know humongous detail and you wouldn't spend a half an hour but if someone came in with a simple problem and they asked you a question you didn't say okay you got to take my course you would answer their question So you give them that value. Now, there does that come that point when you can't give everything away, right? So you'd ask yeah. their basic question. You know, Once maybe in a while, whether... you meet that one person who is just there to pump you dry. But <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's, that's when you stop and you put that limit. But if someone just mm-hmm. comes in and asks you one or two really quick questions, you would answer them. You Absolutely. would take that time to stop and answer their questions, right? Now, if it got more mm-hmm. extensive, then you'd be saying, you know what, that's getting a little too extensive. I can't really do that here. Well, you know, I'm trying to serve customers, but I do have this course. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, if you wish to book a one-on-one time with me, you know, you can book an hour of my time for, you know, however much money. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's not about giving everything away, but it is about giving some things away. Yeah. Sharing. There's a great value in, in sharing and you'll feel good too. Mm. <laughs> but again, like you said, that law of reciprocity kicks in. So, you know, this you've now helped this person. So when you offer them something else, it makes them more inclined to want to take advantage of it. So it's not a manipulation. Yeah. It's just, you know, they want to help you back out because you help them and not, they don't always Right. It's not like it's an automatic, but they're more likely to if you give them of something of value first. Yeah. Yeah. Where if you're they could have bought their sewing machine at a big block store, but they saw the value in buying it at my uh, sole proprietor store because of the additional value that they got from mm-hmm. the, what I gave with my. Uh, well, your, your owner's lessons were amazing. I got to take advantage of one of those. 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm really proud of the own owner's lessons, particularly that was, you know, when that was often a, a good close when I invite people to purchase a sewing machine, I'd say even, even at the entry level, which was about $150, $160, I said, I know you can buy a, a machine for $99 up the road at block store, but you won't get any lessons with them. Whereas if you buy your partner, your, yourself, your child, a sewing machine from me, it comes with a minimum of three sewing lessons, three two-hour sewing lessons. So you're going to get minimum six hours on the sewing machine. Yeah, yep. and that's awesome. You know, uh, so that's you, your clients loved that when you used to do that for them. I know, <laughs> I know, because I helped you out in the store every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think we've had a really great conversation here. We have talked about three really powerful books that you can use in your business and use to help you. Uh, grow your business. So any last thoughts before we uh, chime off for today, my friend? I think we should just go over those titles one last time so that people who have been writing them down can just make sure they get it. My recommendation was how to win friends and influence people. I'm holding it up for the video by Dale Carnegie. And I would say that that's a must read for anybody. And your two books were Traffic Secrets by Russell Bronson. And it says on the back here, you can get it at secretstrilogy.com. And then Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subi. And on the back here, there is a website that says www.selllikecrazy.co. So thanks so much for for joining us today. I love this conversation. I think we'll do this, you know, maybe once a season is, is talk about some books that are just uh, really powerful that we're both really enjoying. So this has been Juanita Wooden Ryko and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.